Hello, good morning. Welcome back to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read through the whole Bible every year, following along with the weekly Torah portions. I'm Johanna, and I'm your reader today. Today is Wednesday, the 18th of January, and the 25th of Tevet on the Hebrew calendar. This week, our parasha, or portion from the Torah, is called Va'era, which means I appeared. And today we're going to begin with Exodus 7, verse 8 through 8 and verse 10. However, if your Bible follows the Hebrew chapter and verse counting, it's going to be going to verse 6. Before we get into our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and thank Him for His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples, through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. The Lord spoke to Moshe and to Aaron, saying, when Paro speaks to you, saying, Perform a miracle, then you shall tell Aaron, Take your staff and cast it down before Paro, and it will become a serpent. Moshe and Aaron went into Paro, and they did so, as the Lord had commanded. Aaron cast down his staff before Paro and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Paro also called for the wise men and the sorcerers. They also, the magicians of Mitzrayim, did the same thing with their enchantments. For each one threw down his staff, and they became serpents. But Aharon's staff swallowed up theirs. Yet Paro's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them, as the Lord had spoken. The Lord said to Moshe, Paro's heart is stubborn. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Paro in the morning. Behold, he is going out to the water. You shall stand by the Nile's bank to meet him. You shall take the staff, which was turned to a serpent, in your hand. You shall tell him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to you, saying, Let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. Behold, until now you have not listened. This is what the Lord says. In this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will strike with the staff that is in my hand on the waters which are in the Nile, and they shall be turned to blood. The fish that are in the Nile will die, and the Nile will become foul. All the Mitzrim will find difficulty in drinking water from the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moshe, Tell Aharon, take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Mitzrayim, over their rivers, over their streams, and over their pools, and over all their ponds of water, that they may become blood. There will be blood throughout all the land of Mitzrayim, both in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. Moshe and Aaron did so, as the Lord commanded, and he lifted up the staff and struck the waters that were in the Nile, 
in the sight of Parot and in the sight of his servants. And all the waters that were in the Nile were turned to blood. The fish that were in the Nile died, and the Nile became foul. The Egyptians could not drink water from the Nile, and the blood was throughout all the land of Mitzrayim. The magicians of Mitzrayim did the same thing with their enchantments. So Paro's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them as the Lord had spoken. Paro turned and went into his house, and he did not even take this to heart. All the Egyptians dug around the Nile for water to drink, for they could not drink from the water of the Nile. Seven days were fulfilled after the Lord had struck the Nile. The Lord spoke to Moshe, Go in to Paro and tell him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go that they may serve me. If you refuse to let them go, behold, I will plague all your borders with frogs. The Nile will swarm with frogs, which will come up and come into your house and into your bedroom and on your bed and into the house of your servants and on your people and into your ovens and into your kneading troughs. The frogs shall come up both on you and on your people and on all your servants. And the Lord said to Moshe, Tell Aaron, stretch out your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the streams, and over the pools, and cause the frogs to come up on the land of Mitzrayim. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Mitzrayim, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Mitzrayim. The magicians did the same thing with their enchantments, and brought up frogs on the land of Mitzrayim. Then Paro called for Moshe and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he remove the frogs from me and my people, and I will let the people go, that they may sacrifice to the Lord. Moshe said to Paro, I give you the honor of setting the time that I should pray for you, and for your servants, and for your people, that the frogs be destroyed from you and your houses and remain in the Nile only. Then he said, Tomorrow. Moshe said, Let it be according to your word, that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. That was Exodus or Shemot 7 verse 8 through 8 and verse 10 or verse 6 in the Hebrew chapter and verse count. And now for our portion from the prophets, we will be reading 1 Kings or Malachim Aleph chapter 7. And Shlomo was building his own house 13 years, so he finished all his house, and he built the house of the forest of Lebanon. Its length was 100 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. On four rows of cedar pillars, with cedar beams on the pillars, it was covered with cedar above over the 45 beams that were on the pillars, 15 in a row. There were three rows of windows, 
and light was against light in three ranks. All the doorways and doorposts had square frames, and light was against light in three ranks. And he made the porch of pillars. Its length was fifty cubits, and its width thirty cubits, with a porch before them, and pillars and a threshold before them. And he made the porch of the throne where he was to judge, even the porch of judgment, and it was covered with cedar from floor to floor. His house where he ha- was to dwell, the other court within the porch, was of like work, and he made also a house for Perot's daughter, whom Shlomo had taken as wife, like this porch. All these were of costly stones, even of cut stone, according to measure, sawed with saws, inside and outside, from the foundation to the coping, and so on the outside to the great court. The foundation was of costly stones, great stones, stones of ten cubits and stones of eight cubits. Above were costly stones, even cut stone, according to measure, and cedar wood. The great court around had three courses of cut stone and a course of cedar beams, like the inner court of the house of the Lord and the porch of the house. Now King Shlomo sent and brought Hiram out of Tzul. He was the son of a widow of the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a man of Tzul, a worker in bronze, and he was filled with wisdom and understanding and skill to work all works in bronze. He came to King Shlomo and performed all his work, for he fashioned the two pillars of bronze eighteen cubits high apiece, and the line of twelve cubits encircled either of them. He made two capitals of molten bronze to set on the tops of the pillars. The height of the one capital was five cubits, and the height of the other capital was five cubits. There were nets of checker work and wreaths of chain work, for the capitals which were on the top of the pillars, seven for the one capital and seven for the other capital. So he made the pillars, and there were two rows around on the one network to cover the capitals that were on the top of the pillars, and he did so for the other capital. The capitals that were on the top of the pillars in the porch were of lily work, four cubits, There were capitals on the two pillars and also above the belly which was beside the network. There were two hundred pomegranates in rows around the other capital. He set up the pillars at the porch of the temple. He set up the right pillar and called its name Yachin, and he set up the left pillar and called its name Boaz. On the top of the pillars was lily work, so the work of the pillars was finished. He made the molten sea of ten cubits from brim to brim, round in shape. Its height was five cubits, and the line of thirty cubits encircled it. Under its brim around, there were buds which encircled it for ten cubits, encircling the sea. The buds were in two rows, 
cast when it was cast. It stood on twelve oxen, three looking toward the north, three looking toward the west, and three looking toward the south, and three looking toward the east. And the sea was set on them above, and all their hind quarters were inward. It was a handwid thick, and its brim was worked like the brim of a cup, like the flower of a lily. It held two thousand baths. He made the ten bases of bronze. The length of one base was four cubits, four cubits its width, and three cubits its height. The work of the bases was like this. They had panels, and there were panels between the ledges, and on the panels that were between the ledges were lions, oxen, and kruvim. And on the ledges there was a pedestal above, and beneath the lions and oxen were wreaths of hanging work. Every base had four bronze wheels and axles of bronze, and the four feet of it had supports. The supports were cast beneath the basin with wreaths at the side of each. Its mouth within the capital and above was a cubit. Its mouth was round after the work of a pedestal, a cubit and a half. And also on its mouth were engravings, and their panels were square, not round. The four wheels were underneath the panels, and the axles of the wheels were in the base. The height of a wheel was a cubit and half a cubit. The work of the wheels was like the work of a chariot wheel. Their axles and their rims and their spokes and their naves were all of cast metal. There were four supports at the four corners of each base. Its supports were of the base itself. In the top of the base there was a round band half a cubit high, and on the top of the base its supports and its panels were the same. On the plates of its supports and on its panels he engraved kovim, lions, and palm trees, each in its space with wreaths all around. He made the ten bases in this way. All of them had one casting, one measure, and one form. He made ten basins of bronze. One basin contained forty baths, and every basin was four cubits, and on every one of the ten bases, one basin. He set the bases, five on the right side of the house, and five on the left side of the house. He set the sea on the right side of the house eastward and toward the south. Hiram made the post, pots, the shovels, and the basins. So Hiram finished doing all the work that he had worked for King Shlomo in the house of the Lord. The two pillars, the two bowls of the capitals that were on the top of the pillars, the two networks to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the top of the pillars. The four hundred pomegranates for the two networks, two rows of pomegranates for each network, to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the pillars, the ten bases, the ten basins on the bases, the one sea, the twelve oxen under the sea, the pots, the shovels, and the basins, even all these vessels which Hiram made for King Shlomo, 
in the house of the Lord were of burnished bronze. The king cast them in the plain of the Yarden, in the clay ground between Sukkot and Sertan. Shlomo left all the vessels unweighed because there were so many of them, the weight of the bronze could not be determined. So Shlomo made all the vessels that were in the house of the Lord, the golden altar and the table that the showbread was on of gold, and the menorahs, five on the right side and five on the left, before the inner sanctuary of pure gold, and the flowers, the lamps, and the tongs of gold, the cups, the snuffers, the basins, the spoons, and the firepans of pure gold, and the hinges, both for the doors of the inner house, the most holy place, and for the doors of the house of the temple of gold. Thus all the work that King Shlomo did in the house of the Lord was finished. And Shlomo brought in the things which David his father had dedicated, the silver, the gold, and the vessels, and put them in the treasuries of the house of the Lord. That was First Kings, or Melachim Aleph, chapter 7. And now from the writings, we will read Psalm 106. Hallelujah! Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His loving kindness endures forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord or fully declare all His praise? Blessed are those who keep justice, who do righteousness at all times. Remember me, Lord, with the favor that you show to your people. Visit me with your salvation, that I may see the prosperity of your chosen that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. Our fathers did not understand your wonders in Mitzrayim. They did not remember the multitude of your loving kindnesses, but were rebellious at the sea, even at the Reed Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for the sake of his name, that he might make his mighty power known. He rebuked the reed sea also, and it was dried up. So he led them through the depths, as through a desert. He saved them from the hand of him who hated them, and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. The waters covered their adversaries. There was not one of them left. Then they believed his words, they sang his praise, they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel, but gave in to craving in the desert and tested God in the wasteland. He gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. They envied Moshe also in the camp, and Aaron, the Holy One of the Lord. The earth opened and swallowed up Datan, and covered the company of Aviram. A fire was kindled in their company. The flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf in Chorev, and worshipped a molten image. Thus they exchanged their glory for an image of a bull that eats grass. They forgot God, their Savior, who had done great things in Mitzrayim. 
wondrous works in the land of Ham, and awesome things by the Reed Sea. Therefore he said that he would destroy them, had Moshe his chosen not stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath so that he would not destroy them. Yes, they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe his word, but murmured in their tents and did not listen to the voice of the Lord. Therefore he swore to them that he would overthrow them in the wilderness, that he would overthrow their offspring among the nations and scatter them in the lands. They joined themselves also to Baal Peor and ate the sacrifices of the dead. Thus they provoked him to anger with their deeds, and the plague broke in on them. Then Pinchas stood up and executed judgment, so the plague was stopped. That was credited to him for righteousness for all generations to come. They angered him also at the waters of Merivah, so that Moshe was troubled for their sakes. Because they were rebellious against his spirit, he spoke rashly with his lips. They did not destroy the peoples as the Lord commanded them, but mixed themselves with the nations and learned their works. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. Yes, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons. They shed innocent blood even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Thus they were defiled with their works and prostituted themselves in their deeds. Therefore the Lord burned with anger against his people, and he abhorred his inheritance. He gave them into the hand of the nations." And those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their hand. He rescued them many times, but they were rebellious in their counsel. They were brought low in their iniquity. Nevertheless, he regarded their distress when he heard their cry. He remembered for them his covenant and repented according to the multitude of his loving-kindnesses. He made them also to be pitied by all those who carried them captive. Save us, Lord our God, gather us from among the nations, to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting even to everlasting. Let all the people say, Amen. Hallelujah. That was Psalm or Tehilim 106. And now for our portion from the Apostles, we'll be reading Luke 21 through 26. Now it came to pass on one of those days, as he was teaching the people in the temple and proclaiming the good news, that the Kohanim and the Torah teachers came to him with the elders, and they asked him, saying, Tell us by what authority you do these things, or who is giving you this authority? But he answered and said to them, I also will ask you one question, and so tell me, 
the immersion of Yohanan, was it from heaven or from men? And they reasoned with themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why did you not believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us, for they are persuaded that Yohanan was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it was from. And Yeshua said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Then he began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard and rented it out to some farmers and went into another country for a long time. Now, at the proper season, he sent a servant to the farmers to collect his share of the fruit of the vineyard. But the farmers beat him and sent him away empty. And again, he sent another servant, and they also beat him and treated him shamefully and sent him away empty. And again, he sent a third, and they also wounded him and threw him out. Then the Lord of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. It may be that seeing him, they will respect him. But when the farmers saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir, come, let us kill him, and the inheritance may be ours. And they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What therefore will the Lord of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy these farmers and will give the vineyard to others. When they heard that, they said, May that never be. Then he looked at them and said, What then is this which is written? The stone which the builders rejected was made the chief cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, but it will crush whomever it falls on to dust. And the chief Kohanim and the Torah teachers sought to lay hands on him that very hour, but they feared the people, for they knew he had spoken this parable against them. And having watched him closely, they sent out spies who pretended to be righteous, that they might seize on his words, in order to deliver him up to the power and the authority of the governor. Then they asked him, Rabbi, we know that you say and teach what is right, and are not partial to anyone, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar, or not? But he perceived their craftiness, and said to them, Why do you test me? Show me a denarius, whose image and inscription are on it. They answered, Caesar's. And he said to them, then give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they were not able to trap him in his words before the people, and they marveled at his answer and were silent. That was Luke 20, verses 1 through 26. If you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll be reading Ephesians 5 today also. Well, that concludes our episode for today. I pray that you have a blessed day and that you will go in the strength of the Lord. This has been Daily Bread for Busy Moms. 
And I just want to wish you all shalom from Israel. Until next time.